do all this stuff after <laughs> <of> work. <laughs> they can't believe you. You're like super John. But, but but like we've we've just figured out a cadence, right? Yeah, yeah. You have to you have to develop a rhythm, man. Yeah. Man. So welcome to another episode of the Unleashing the Future of Work Live on Podcast with your amazing host, da 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 da, Tim Salau, Mister Future of Work, CEO of Guide, and I want to remind you all: this is a Guide podcast. Shout out to the home team, Guide. We are on the marathon actively building and today you know i want to talk about finding your why and i have my amazing friend here with me john marty who is probably one of the top linkedin top boys career strategist all all the things that you can imagine and you know him and i we've been working together for quite some time helping people discover their why but also break into big tech Check out breakintobigtech.com if you're interested in starting a career in tech. And yeah. given what's going on, you know, John and I have received an overwhelming amount of responses, questions, all kinds of uh, of requests around, you know, how do I find my why? Yeah. Let's go for yeah. COVID-19. Yeah. And now what we're seeing as an economic recession and today we're really going to break down our find your why framework. Yeah. John, you know, last week when we had our first, you know, our first webinar yeah. around find your why, you know, let the people know how many people were tuning in. Um, we, I think we had like over 200 people tune in. And, yeah. um, and actually, so we, we, I made a big mistake. I, I am owning it. I made a big mistake and I messed up with the registration link because we were using a new platform because we, 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 uh, we saw that 700 people registered. Yeah. So Zoom wasn't going to be able to handle the set. Our subscription wasn't going to be able to handle the, the the traffic, and so we we quickly switched platforms to try to handle the traffic, and uh, it just it just did not wind up working out. So we had a <laughs> bunch of people drop off, unfortunately, and I had hundreds of emails that came through afterwards that are like, I couldn't get in. Was it full? And I'm like, Oh God. So anyway, we still had 200 something people uh, show up, and and we are going to send the replay out. So check out and make sure that you are at bay for the replay. Yeah. Jason Wendell is saying, what's good, Tim and John? Love your webinar last Thursday about this. Thank what's you, up, Jason. Man? We are about to do a replay for the LinkedIn folks who yeah. didn't make it and missed out. Shout out to our homeboy, Himanshu. What's good, Himanshu? Hope you are well, hey, staying up, safe and healthy. Talia, hey, y'all. Hey, Talia. I hope you are doing good as well. Jeremy, what's good, man? Jeremy, I actually have to follow up with you. John and I have to follow up with you because <laughs> we're going to be starting our Patreon community, exclusive Patreon community. John and I are actually doing coaching calls with amazing people who want our support. And Jeremy is one of our Patreon community members. So yeah. shout out to Jeremy. And if you're interested in being a part of an, our, our exclusive Patreon membership community, reach out to me or John on LinkedIn. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, so also I want to show love to Elon, who's really excited about what we're about to talk about. So, you know, let's dive deep. Yeah, let's do you it. Know, so John and I, you know, we've been working in tech for a few years now. And, you know, a lot of people see us doing the things that we do in terms of tech and business and, you know, even LinkedIn. And they think that you kind of get into this path, maybe just because of the money or because of the clout yeah. or more even importantly, just because, you know, you love the attention. 
When reality, the reason why we do any of the things we do has nothing to do with the clout, the status, um, the following. Um, it really, for me personally, comes down to the community. But then more importantly, even beneath that, our whys. Yeah. All right. The fundamental reason why we wake up every single day and do the work that we do. Yeah. And we feel motivated. Right. Yeah. And for me, that is to strengthen the bonds that people share through compassionate action. And I and I and I infuse that passion, that why in all of my work, whether it be the work that I'm doing with Guide and our lovely team and my co-founder, Taban, and shout out to Mike Gates, who is also our co-founder as well, or the work that I'm doing with mentors and mentees, the community, as well as the work that I do with John when we kind of fuse our brains together and we help people get into big tech. But <laughs> the process of going into your why and, and really kind of figuring out what that is, it takes a lot of grit. It takes a lot of work. And right now during these times, it takes a lot of self-isolation. Mm-hmm. So I found my why when I was at UT Austin studying a master's in information studies. And I literally just took one day to lock myself in a library, actually, not even in a room, in a library. And I said, today, I'm going to really kind of not necessarily figure out why I exist, but figure out why I want to exist. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. often people think that your why is something that was kind of bestowed to you, like by some sort of spiritual first no. spiritual force. I don't think it is. I think no. it's something that you really have to do the painstaking work to figure out and be able to dial in on and describe it for yourself and say, okay, am I happy with this? I yeah. am. So, you know, this lovely day while I was living in Austin, Texas, I decided, you know what, I'm going to sit down and figure out exactly what my why is. Why, why do I want to exist? Why do I want to like wake up and have value to the world? And really through this exercise of saying, these are my strengths, these are my skills. In yeah. addition to that, these are what people say I'm great at and what people say I suck at. I was able to really kind of clearly outline, you know what? I love building community. But more importantly, the reason why I want to wake up every single day is to strengthen the bonds that people share through compassionate action. And I came up with a very crisp and clear purpose statement, very short. But it's all, always been this guiding compass that I use to kind of lead my life, even like nurture my relationships yeah. and really more importantly, remain focused. Yeah. And always kind of seeking within. And, you know, one thing I love about John ever since we've met is that we've always kind of aligned on what what our whys are. And that's yeah. why we work so well together. Yeah. John, I would love for you to kind of share. How did you kind of get into figuring out what your why is? Because you read a lot of books and you help a lot of people with it in the work that you do. Yeah, you know, it's, it's crazy, man. Like I've read hundreds of books on this on this topic of why discovery, on happiness, on finding meaning, on what makes up a good life. I've read positive psychology, uh, you know, philosophy. Really, like I, I, I spent years – um, and I still do today. I, I, I spent years digging in and trying to kind of cultivate, like, what is that common thread? What is that framework that seems to be the common narrative across a lot of these books that make up the good life, right? That make up happiness because mm. happiness is kind of this vacuous term in our society. It's like, well, happiness could mean anything, right? Or success could mean anything. And, and what is it defined as in Western society? And so I think you know, the, the, the impetus for me to, to really start funding, funneling into those questions was when I was jobless in 2014. And, you know, a lot of people are facing that same scenario right now where they're going through this kind of jobless scenario. And the job is a 
attached to your sense of self-worth, right? The things you own is, are attached to your sense of self-worth. And when those things go away, which mm. for a lot of people, they will go away now because they will be forced to remove those things to survive. And that's the exact same thing that happened to me in 2014. Like I was forced to um, get rid of my car, right? Like I was, I had no money in my bank account anymore. After being a successful entrepreneur, I had zero dollars. And I was looking at cans of beans and going, okay, this is a dollar. And this is what I'm going to be eating for lunch for the next couple months because that's what I can afford. And so, you know, when, when you when you get down to that essence of I don't have anything, uh, then you start seeking answers. And I think there's going to be a big awakening in this country because a large majority of people are going to be seeking answers, and they're mm. they're going to be depressed and trying to figure out what is going on. And I think this. This message that we're trying to spread about finding your why is more important now than it has ever been in history, uh, at least in the past hundred years, right? Because even in the past hundred years, the Great Depression was 1933. Mm. So now we're in we're in 2020, and we're facing a pandemic that is going to explode the 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 jobless rate well beyond the Great Depression from hundred from a hundred years ago. And so, you know, I I, I think this this message of really digging deep and and trying to clarify who you are and what you stand for devoid of the things you own uh is 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 critically important yeah it's critical it's critical yeah. so i want to get a kind of a, a a show of hands in our comments please comment to the lovely people who are viewing and tuning in all over the world by the way show us some love and let us know where are you tuning in from nigeria yeah. the uk yeah. singapore <laughs> Oklahoma. Okay. Oklahoma. Where you at? Make sure that you show some love to us in the comments. But yeah. more importantly, shout out to Raquel who is tuning in. And you know, I, I want to get a sense though. You know, my question to you all who who is tuning in is, what is your why? Have you figured it out? Do you know what it is? Right? Have you, are you able to really? Have you kind of cl clearly defined a purpose statement for your life? And if you haven't, it's okay. We just want to kind of get a, get a sense of your thoughts in the comments. So make sure that you let us know what is your why. Do you know? You know? Can you kind of? Do you know someone that does know their why? Uh -huh. No. Let us know so we can show you some love, or more importantly, go into giving you our framework for how to determine your why. Yeah. So shout out to Lizzie Ann who's tuning in from Seattle. Lizzie is an amazing career coach. Shout out to no, scratch that. She's not even a career coach. She's a career strategist. Yes. Shout yes, out yes. to Lizzie, who's a career strategist. She's blowing up on LinkedIn. So make sure you check her out. She's an amazing, phenomenal woman who's doing amazing things to help people find their purpose, but more importantly, figure out what they want from their careers. So show some love to Lizzie Ann in the comments and on her LinkedIn profile. Yeah. Jane is tuning in from Nigeria. Shout out to Nigeria. I'm a Nigeria boy myself. So I can feel you, Jane. <laughs> I feel you, Jane. Shout out to you. Shout out to Ramona from Cape Town, South Africa. Ramona, you are you are really tuning in from like across the world. Yeah, We're we like in, across in the world, bro. Yeah, 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 man. I love LinkedIn, man. It's I know, so much awesome. love. Jason is thinking about it. So he hasn't figured it out yet. Uh, thinking about it, solving critical talent issues in society and organizations. So that's what Jason is thinking is currently his why. Solving critical talent issues in society and organizations. I like that. I like that's good. that. That's good. Dean, shout out to my homeboy, Dean, who is currently in Oakland right now. He's tuning in from five blocks away. <laughs> 
from this. So, dude, I'm actually currently in Houston, bro. I'm in Houston, not in Oakland. But the next time in Oakland, you and I got to hang out, man. I miss you, bro. So shout out to Dean, who is the head of partnerships at TopTal. And make sure you guys check out The Rise of Remote, which is Dean and his friend Paul's awesome live online podcast on LinkedIn, where they're interviewing some of the greatest people in the remote work, future of work, staffing and talent space. So shout out to Dean. He's an awesome, awesome guy. So, you know, you know, let's dive deep. Right. So, John, what is our why framework? Yeah. So I I think that, you know, the the most commonly known framework is from Simon Sinek. The, right? S, the Simon Sinek, the Simon Sinek, guy. right? I like, he, like he, and he, you know, he, the the biggest sticky phrase that has has everybody thinking is people don't do buy what you do, they buy why you do it, and he 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 phrased that from the standpoint of a company, right? People don't yeah. buy what Apple produces, they buy why Apple produces it, right? Like yeah. Apple started in the eighties and nineties as the rebellious computer for designers. Right. The people who were kind of on the fringe, the misfits, what have you. And so it was an association to an identity, not a set Mm. of features that people were drawn to the Apple products for. And they still are today. And that's how every brand is. Right. You, You are associating to the identity, not the features of, you know, a, uh, you know, an Amazon, uh, you know, streaming service or something like that. Right. Yeah. And so I, I think that you're subscribing you know, to a culture, you're subscribing to a culture. So every, you know, you know, people wear Nike, uh, you know, to subscribe to a culture, people, people subscribe to a political party, right. And they associate mm. the identity of the political party to themselves, which is why political debates become so heated because it's not a political party off in the sphere. It is my political party. That's why sporting events, uh, you know, football, basketball, whatever people refer to the team as my team. It's an association of my own thing, right? Like my identity is tied up into the Denver Broncos, whatever. So when they lose, I feel that sense of loss. It's fascinating, uh, concept in our, in our society, how, how we attach ourselves to these, these kind of external things. But Hmm. I think that's the key, the key premise that's often missed uh, with why discovery and what, what Tim and I really want to want to focus on the delivery of this message is yeah. that there are societal norms that stop us from understanding what really makes up the good life, hmm. and those are foundational to how we operate on a day-to-day basis. We say, well, I want to be successful and success is tied to money. And if I make more money, I'm going to be, uh, you know, I'm going to be more happy. And if I make more money, I'm going to have more sense of self-worth because it's ultimately all tied to sense of self-worth. But if you don't consciously have an awareness of that, that money and happiness are tied one-to-one yeah. in the United States or in Western society, then your why statement is going to be misdirected as well because mm. you believe that happiness is associated to wealth creation. So your why statement is going to be associated to only wealth creation because wealth creation is the sole defining uh, element of uh, uh, people's self-esteem. Yeah. Which and, is and I'm sure there's someone listening to this and be like, but money is important. Yes, money oh, yeah, yeah. is important. Oh, totally. It's we should, absolutely we should, important. We should dive into that. We should dive we into should, that. We should dive in. There's nothing wrong with money. No. But there is this, there is this uh, reality where you want to disassociate your why yeah. from just 
the material gain or financial gain. Right. And I think I, I think I always I, I, I every speaking about kind of blind looking with purpose, they're speaking within the crowd. It's like, but what about people who just have to live to survive? And the thing is, is often I think we've kind of embraced this mindset of that we should just live to survive. Like we shouldn't live to be abundant. We shouldn't live to give. We should we should just live to survive. Like it's okay if you're just living to survive as if that's all that we're meant on earth to do. And, you know, I don't believe that at all. I think everyone has unbounded potential and abundant potential to create, you know, whatever they want in the world. But often when we talk about purpose and finding your why, it's like, but, you know, some of us just want to live to survive, which is just saying that, you know what, people shouldn't even have a why. Yeah. Which which is why I often hate people that 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 say that. So when it comes to like money is OK, like there's there's a there's a need for money because money scales things. It grows. Things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's a it's a way to exchange value. But what's more important is that you have a more intrinsic belief as to what your why is and why you exist and mm-hmm. how you want to kind of create impact in the world. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I so, yeah, I, I wrestled with this for a long time about like, you know, because. So this idea of like, (laughs) this idea of like money, right? Like, well, I shouldn't be chasing the money. Right. And, um, and, you know, you have like these Buddhist principles, right. That are like, well, strive to be striveless. Mm. You you strive to not have any striving. And it's like, I don't think that, I don't think that that mentality works in Western society. I think we have to strive, but I think the, the defining line is striving so that, um, uh, and that striving is not associated to your sense of self-worth, right? The acquisition mm. of your strive is not associated to self-worth, right? That's, that's inherent, right? You should have that already. You should build that already. And the goal should not be attached to your sense of happiness or your sense of self-worth, right? And so that's, mm. that, that's that clear delineation. And then you say, okay, I have plenty of goals, but if I don't reach them, no, no big deal. I'm still the same guy, right? Like yeah. I don't need that thing to validate who I am. That's mm. the line. So. Um, yeah, I think that's a, that's a critical piece. And, and, and like you and I, dude, we're very strategic. Like mm. we're very strategic. <laughs> and uh, agile. <laughs> we're very strategic. We're very agile, right? Like we're, we're yeah, you know, like we, we teach people how to break into big tech companies, right? Yeah. So that they can make great earnings, right? Yeah. So that they can make those big six figure numbers, right? But those numbers shouldn't be attached to who we are. Mm. And so, um, so I think that's that, that that's a critical definition uh, that that we should focus on, and our why statements are not grounded in money, mm. right? Our why statements are grounded in something that helps others, right? Uh, you know, it's funny you say that because so I want to show some love to Dean. Who is saying, okay, I'm five blocks plus 1,722 miles away from you. Right, right, right. <laughs> Dean, you're hilarious, man. Awesome, so man. he mentioned Apple, re Apple, what you mentioned about Apple, so much so that people are willing to pay $700 for wheels, Apple Pro accessories. It's crazy. Now, Apple's culture and brand value is they've kept, they've been consistent on what their values are from yeah. the get go. And, you know, because it's so, I think it's so embedded in the way of life of how people see Apple and everything they see of Apple. It's like, they're never going to lose that, that, that culture. It's so integrated, man. And so shout out to Apple for, for really being successful in what they do. Shout out to Steve jobs, rest in peace. Yeah, No doubt, man. (laughs) So, so, and, and it's saying being an engaged supporter of one of the largest, larger and oldest generations and their parents, the baby boomers 
help will be needed when it comes to downsizing to senior living arrangements. Mm. Mm. That's interesting, and yeah. thank you for sharing. Yeah. Shout out to Kimberly who's tuning in. Raquel mentioned, yes, I've learned my why is helping other students navigate their way through tech and educating individuals on cybersecurity. I found my purpose senior year of college. Raquel, we love that. Shout out That's to great. Raquel, who is a cloud enthusiast, and she is a woman in cybersecurity. That's awesome, Go, Raquel. Raquel. It's yeah. so great to see women of color who are killing it, Raquel. Yeah. You're amazing. Absolutely. And I think shout out to Anne. Who, so, Anne, is your purpose statement to be an engaged supporter of one of the largest and oldest generations of baby boomers? Is that what your purpose statement is? I wasn't really clear about your, your comment. So that's let us know. That's, Give us, that's an interesting yeah. one. I think that's an interesting one, Ann. Yeah, but yeah, you know, I, I love that. It's 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 tied to who you are and your identity. So yeah. it is it is okay. So Kimberly says this connects to Apple's why. It sure does. It sure, yeah, it sure does. does. That's right. It sure does. All right. Also, for all of the amazing comments, keep them coming and showing love to Lizzie in the comments. It's so great when you all start getting together and showing each other love. But yeah, yeah. let's go back to our framework. Yeah. John. Yeah. You know, I want to I want to I want to ask you, you know, who have who's who's who are some people in your life that have really been successful in leveraging our why fame framework or some people like, you know, people like Simon Sinek who you think are really living their why's. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at like you look at somebody like um like Mike Michael Phelps, right? The famous yeah. Michael Phelps. This is a really this is a really fascinating example of of what he did throughout his career. Now, the uh, the interesting thing is like he found his talent pretty early on, mm. right? He found his yeah. talent really really early on through you know just by chance, right? And then people kind of recognized that talent. That talent got fostered. So he started using his core strengths, right? His natural bodily abilities, right? His wingspan, his height, um, just his build was perfect for swimming, right? So everybody everybody picked up on that and he started practicing like crazy. Turns out he used his core strengths to be the top swimmer in the world. Then what happened was as soon as he jumped out of the Olympics, right? <clears throat> there was this yeah. massive dip in depression that he had, which was public all over the news, right? He like yeah. he he almost committed suicide. He got into some car crashes. There was a bunch of videos of him like doing drugs and stuff. And so he like had this spiral because what he had not yet connected was the sense mm. of mission of helping others. And you see this in Hollywood all the time. You see this from great sports stars, right? It's about um, they're using their core strengths, but then as soon as their career is up, right? As soon yeah. as that Hollywood career is done, right, then they're lost. They're totally lost because they haven't mm. connected it to a sense of helping others. They haven't actually connected the dots. And as soon as they do, then their lives turn around. You hear all these stories about people turning turning their lives around, right, finding meaning through a, a bunch of different scenarios, right? But the meaning that they felt was through helping others, and then they get their lives on track. Mm. So, um, so that that's repeated throughout history, right? You see that um, for people who kind of rise and fall um, that are public that are public figures all the time. Mm, mm. You know, it's it's so funny you say that because it's, it's similar in similar fashion. I think about Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. <laughs> right, Oprah Winfrey. I mean, people see what all of the amazing things that she accomplished today, yeah. but I mean, let they they don't realize that a few years like. Well, years and years ago, yeah, years and years. Oprah 
literally was fired from yeah. her first job. Right. Because there's videos, she yeah, there's videos <laughs> of her. There's videos of her yeah. in the 80s. People saying, oh, like, you're crazy. Why, why do you want to do this? And she's like, well, I just want to, you know, change the world. I just want to, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and she was she was fired, right? Be, yeah. And and it was because one, it, you know, that job wasn't for her with that with the media company. But she had to go this through this transformation of saying, okay, this is really what I want to do with my platform, yeah. or even the platform I was trying to create at the yeah. time. And this is what I wanted to stand for. And I think one of the things I've loved about kind of her story and biography is that she's been really consistent. And like this mindset about how do you create abundance? And one of, one of the things I love about, you know, as a technologist personally and looking at everything that's going on right now in the future of workspace in terms of even though there's a lot, there's a lot of sad things going on in terms of companies for lowing people yeah. and letting people go. But I really do believe like 2020 and onward, we're actually entering and pushing towards an era of abundance mm. where that, you know, people can share the pie. There will be opportunity for people online, remote, whatever type of job opportunities. And there's going to be more. There's not going to be less. There's going to be more because the reality is that technology creates opportunity. It creates jobs. Right. And I think right now we're kind of going through this metamorphosis as a society where we have to kind of recalibrate. And, and be more mindful of what matters, right? Yeah. And I think most, I hope most organizations will see that their people and their talent are the greatest assets that they have. And they'll hopefully treat them correct yeah. through this transformational period. And the organizations that don't, they're just going to lose out on talent. And that talent is going to go elsewhere, yeah. I believe. Yeah. But more importantly, with within all of, you know, within everything, all of the moving parts of what's going on, I'm hoping organizations find their why. And I'm hoping people find their why right yeah. because i think the best talent succeed within organizations where there's a there's an alignment between why you want to come to work why you what that organization that company is doing world for their customers right yeah. when you have that fit you you know you feel more fulfilled in, in, in the work that you do and yeah. sometimes it's going through a meta metamorphosis as the one that we're going through in the world where you you kind of like question you know what is it that i want to do beyond just going into a nine to five. Right. And we're already seeing that, you know, a lot of people are thinking about, you know, in this remote first world now, and I, I don't think it's going to be remote um, for, for, for the most part, long-term, I think it's going to be more flexible in nature. You know, how can I make sure I'm aligning the work that I do, the value that I'm creating to work with a company that I feel as it will fulfill me. Right. Yeah. And I think that's a question everyone should be asking right now, with everything going on, with all of this quiet time that we have. Yeah. So I want to show love to all of the people who are viewing in and tuning in. Shout out to Elam. Yes, that's a good one, Tim. What matters? That's key to engaging more intentionally. True yeah. that. Jason's saying it all comes down to talent. Preach, Tim. Appreciate yeah. you, Jason, for the love. What do you feel about that, John? Do you think talent is the most essential asset for companies? I think the most essential asset for companies is the alignment with the mm. mission of the organization first and then talent. Mm. I think like mission, mission of the organization matters a lot. Um, and a lot of companies have trouble defining what their mission is. Uh, and so, because they do so many different things, but <laughs> that's true, you know, but, but, but I think, I think if like, you know, I, I sometimes I sometimes I think because I used to work in American Express and I, I was like, 
I, I often think about how if American Express, if their core mission was some crazy, massive mission to transform poverty around the world, right? Like some, some outrageous moonshot type of idea, right? Yeah. And like nobody even knew them as a credit card company. <laughs> I, I think I think that they would be 10x more successful than they are today. Wow. Because 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 like people just know them as like, oh well, it's finance and technology. And here's our mission, finance and technology. And like the CEO leads with like, well, here's our quarterly results and all this thing. And like, yes, a public company needs to needs to lead with those things because those are very important. But if if the if the actual conversation from the CEOs were were like, here's our actual mission, like here's who we're trying to help. Mm. You know, I think it would just cause a a, a, a massive uh, awakening, man. You know, and it's funny too. Like with that type of mission, people would join an organization like that and be like, "Dude, that mission is so powerful that I'd be yeah. willing to take less money. I'd be willing to work harder." You know, and like if if every quarterly result had a had a sub element of like, well, that quarterly quarterly result resulted in. Um, you know, 20 million people getting fed this month or something, right? Like, yeah. which is the core. I don't know. I just, I often think about that, man, how, how I think the missions of these organizations are going to need to be a hell of a lot more clear um, yeah. and a hell of a lot more impactful for like, re like realness. Cause like right now it's like, okay, yeah, we sold X number of widgets. Great. <laughs> you know? Um, I don't know. That's it. No, I, I love I love that you mentioned that, man. Having a clear mission alignment or yeah. mission statement is That's so big, important, man. man. Yeah. You know, I it, it's you know even for for us with guide, it's equip creators with the skills, mindset, and opportunities for a successful career. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. But and, and it has to be specific and simple, right? Yeah. Like clear. For, for me, when 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 I'm onboarding people, or I'm telling people, or I'm pitching people on what guide is. It's like this is our mission. And then the what? Obviously, we're using we're using software to build that, like to yeah. to, to further that mission. But I love that. I love that you said that, John, because I think sometimes you go into a, a new job, yeah. or you switch jobs, and you're like, "What is y'all's mission again?" Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'm in this role, but you all aren't even you all aren't even eating what you all are selling, right? Like yeah. you guys don't even live this mission. It's yeah. just more so about the what. Yeah. what we're building it's not about why we're building it and right. i've definitely been in working environments that that um that don't live their mission so but, is I it, agree with that. but isn't that funny though man like it ties back to simon sinek people don't buy what you do they buy why you do it but it, yeah. it, it, so that that message actually spans internally from an employee engagement perspective it spans externally yep. from shareholders it spans to our personal scenarios right like it's it's like it connects with everything yeah yeah, it's so true. So let's go back to showing love to amazing viewers who are tuning in right now. Shout out to Renee. Once you tap into helping others, you live a much more fuller life. Yeah. Preach that, Mrs. Knight. For it sure. so true. She also says, living your why isn't about financial success. No, it's not about at all. living your best life. Yeah. Shout out to Renee. I love that. And Renee is a facial care coach, which is oh, super crazy. Cool. Okay. Check her out on LinkedIn. You know, R Ramona. He's saying, I thought I knew my why, but after this pandemic, I'm not sure anymore. Yeah. Wow. Ramona, talk to us a little bit about that. What's going on? Why don't you yeah. feel as if you know your why? And what about this pandemic has caused you 
to doubt what your why is. Let yeah, us know that, and we'll support to, you. to hear from you on that topic. Yeah. 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 We'll dig into that a little bit further. Let's dig into that. Shout out to Tayo who's showing John love. Yeah. Tyo says your hat is fire, bro. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> love it. Gotta have so, some good weather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So shout out to Perinita who says, Does break breaking does a break into big tech course work for software developers trying to get into technical positions? Great question, Mrs. Great Patel. Question. It does not. <laughs> so yeah. we're actually really focused on non-technical professionals who right. want to get into tech. And they don't necessarily have the technical skills. And we're really helping them get into non-technical roles in tech, such as product marketing, customer yeah. success, sales, operations, program manager, program all manager. of those different um, different roles. Yeah. But you know, we will support you if you're interested in just understanding how do you map your skills to a non-technical job, Paranita. Yeah. So shout out to Paranita for mentioning our Break Into Big Tech course, yeah. breakintobigtech.com is where you can find out more information about our Break Into Big Tech course, yeah. as well as learn from the amazing students in our past cohort who went through our course and loved it yeah. and are now doing incredible, incredible things yeah. on LinkedIn as well as in their careers. So yeah. shout out to Peronita for showing our Break Into Big Tech course some love. So Jason mentioned Charity Water is doing that in New York City by providing clean drinking water across Africa. Amazing company to work for. Yeah, absolutely. So Perinita says more details on Patreon. So we will definitely share our Patreon link so you can join our Patreon community. Perinita, we'll definitely do that in the comments after this uh, live stream. Shout out to Jane who says, I'm not sure anymore what my why is because I mean, sometimes I really want to do something. And other times I feel like I'm doing it because of the pay. Mm, John, how does, how does Jane kind of like push through, push through this, right? Yeah. Like this, this feeling that she's just doing the work for the money. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. So, uh, it, Doing doing work for the money is is not a bad thing. There's a short term strategy, right? Like making making good money, and everybody has to everybody has to be in that position, right? You have to support a family. A lot of different things going on in your lives, um, especially especially now. So uh, that's critical. But th there's there's a defining question. Like, what would you mm. do right now? What would you do right now if money was no object, mm. right? And how does it help other people? Because if you if you could fundamentally answer that question, and it's tied to your personal story, like what has deeply impacted you in your life, and what would you do now that relates to that deeply impactful story, that has nothing to do with money at all, mm. and if you, and if you can if you can actually, most people can kind of like quickly say like, shit, I would be a gardener or something, right? Like some some random thing that is <laughs> well, like some random thing that is totally disconnected from from their day job, right? And then and then it's like, okay, well, what elements of that? Because I still need to be make I still need to be making money, right? I still need to be like doing this. What elements of gardening, right, or whatever that thing is, that side project is, can I foster at work? Because there are yeah. elements, right, that you could foster at work, right, that you could falter, kind of, you know, cultivate a sense of more joy, right? Because, because honestly, at the end of the day, it winds up becoming a mindset, right? Mm. You believe that you're doing mind-numbing work because you've been told that you're, you, you told yourself that you're doing mind-numbing work, um, and 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 this is a prime example for me. Like when I was working at Best Buy for twelve bucks an hour in 2014, I could have looked at my job as like this is the shittiest job in the world. 
um, because like I was down and out. But instead, I went to work and I was like, I actually really love my colleagues. I really love coming to work. I love helping people, right? So I still connected it to a sense of purpose, even though I was making 12 bucks an hour, right? So it's a mindset shift. Um, I think that could, that can really help you. But but there's also like Tim and I, uh, you know, we we both pursue numerous passions, right? So we have our break into big tech. We teach why discovery, right? Tim mm. has Tim has guide. I work at Amazon, right? So we play in numerous buckets, and each one of those buckets fulfill different elements for us. So we work extremely hard, but we love every piece that we do. Um, mm. And I think if you find that your why is super disconnected from the money that you're making, like like totally totally disconnected from what you really want to do devoid of money as a, as a primary foundational concept, then, then I would say, okay, well, if that thing is going to make me happy, I should just do it anyway on the side because it's going to bring me joy devoid of money. So might as well start. Right. And that's how Tim, Tim and I started doing YouTube. That's how Tim and I started doing these podcasts. That's how, like, that's, that was the spring. That was the well that we tapped into for everything that we started. And that's why we've been, been successful because we didn't care about success in the first place. And that's and, and, and I think it's mind boggling for people to care. Like yeah. to, to kind of hear it's like, wait, you guys didn't have like goals and metrics no, no, and stuff no, like no, no, not on, the wall on how much you achieve and all of this. No. And I, I think even, even, you know, as someone that's building a startup with, you know, an amazing co-founder, and my co-founder Daman, it's like we you don't build stuff, right? Or you don't even you don't do things, right? In terms of whether it be in the work that I'm doing with Guide or the work John and I are doing, and all of the things that we're building, people build because it's fulfilling. Yeah. They don't like if, if no one that's building anything. No. Microsoft, I mean, Bill Gates didn't build Microsoft just for the money. Yeah. <laughs> no, totally he, he, yeah. he, like if you look at if you read Bill Gates' books and you actually just watch anything that uh that he's on, he loves engineering. He's yeah. he's like a technology purist, yeah. like he's obsessed with it. Yeah, you got you got to build things because you're obsessed about the problem. John and I yeah. are obsessed that people don't know their why and, and they yeah. and they hate their jobs. Yeah. My 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 co-founder Taban and I, we're obsessed that people can't learn the skills to be successful in their careers. Yeah. And that talent isn't given the opportunity to shine and learn and grow within companies. You have to be obsessed about the problem have to in be order to be successful. That's right. John, so people were loving what you were saying, bro. Renee saying, once you coach people from the feet up. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Uh, Elam is saying, with the avalanche of information all around us, what do y'all think are some of the things that extinguish, dim, misdirect our why? John, what, is, what are your thoughts on that, man? Yeah, the main thing that misdirects our why is that the societal definition of success. Yeah. That's it. That's it. The main thing, because there is not a conscious awareness that we tie success to happiness. And success as a word is an empty concept which gets injected by a societal definition of if I make more money, then I become worth more from my self-esteem perspective. Mm. So so like look at like it's so crazy. Like college students, the very first thing they do is when they come out of college, they say, oh, I want to be successful. What does that mean? Right. Since they don't define it for themselves because they just inherently subconsciously follow the definition that society has self set forth, which mm. is su success means it's a new wow. Lambo. Right. New, new Lambo. Lambo. New Lambo. Right. <laughs> success, yeah. Su success means um, being rich 
because that's the definition of success in in the in the in the dictionary, right? Yeah. Being financially well off, right? Yeah. So being rich is of direct correlation to the word happiness. And if I'm not rich, then I have less self-worth. So it all ties to one fundamental concept, self-worth, mm. right? And so if you if you say, you know, it, it like it is the it is the most ridiculous, stupid thing that I've ever thought of when you actually consciously think about it. So you mean to tell me that the more money I make, the more self-worth I'm supposed to have? Like that is that's some bullshit, right? Like if you really think about that. <laughs> then, then you go then you go well that's stupid as shit so um so no i don't subscribe to that at all like i have enough self-worth and you go well damn like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders now i could pursue goals and if i fail or if i don't fail fine but if they were all ta attached to that word money 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 then 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 like you're always going to be clawing at something that that you feel like you're never going to be able to attain and that's why i think there's so much anxiety um in our in, in our uh in our country mm. powerful answer from a powerful from a powerful man elam is like dang i needed to hear that damn yeah yeah definitely man definitely. renee renee is saying money is important but it won't fulfill you if you aren't doing something that you love That's amen right. renee speaking mrs knight yeah. mrs knight is preaching in the comments definitely follow mrs knight she is awesome yeah it's awesome so man. if money isn't cart ikayan I hope I'm pronouncing that right, who is a senior product manager at Teradata. Mm. If money isn't a problem, I would be starting a school to help shape up our future world. Start that school now. Dude, yeah. What? Carth, what's what's happening you? Start that school now. What? I mean, start an online school. That's free. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even have to pay for a building. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny, man. Like people, people just kind of have these like if then statements for everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, as if you have to qualify it with something. It's like, well, if money was no object and that brings you fulfillment, just do it. That's what Tim and I do. That yeah. is what we preach. Like we're so passionate about that. Just do what you want to do. And if if you got <laughs> your day job, then fine. Like keep your day job going. Instead of watching Netflix for eight hours a day, which is the statistical average per person in the United States That's right great. now. Eight, eight hours, hours a day? Eight hours per day is what people are watching Netflix per day on average oh, that article wow yeah that article came out a few days ago now maybe it's like passive passive listening in the background while people are at work yeah. kids and things like that but even if you're watching like two or three hours a day dude like i don't watch tv <laughs> me either bro i don't i haven't watched tv in years dude i don't even yeah. like, i have a tv and i don't even i've never turned it on wow so wow. so like but but that's what dude you and i at night I, i'll text you at 11 30 or midnight <laughs> I'll text you, and I know, and you I definitely know text me at, at, at midnight, y'all. And I know you're, and I know you're working, bro. I know you're working because, like, every every night, this because he knows I'm working, so he texts me at midnight, and I'm literally, I'll be laying in bed, and I'm and I'm writing posts, and I'm creating. My mind is like, oh, dude, this thing, that thing, I gotta, mm -hmm. I gotta hit Tim up, like, dude, you have from five p.m. until yeah. midnight to do whatever you want to do. That's a whole working day from five p.m. to midnight. So. So open your school. Open your school. Open your school, man. Make it an online it. school. Yeah. I think this is, and I, I agree with John 100%. There's nothing holding you back. Don't yeah. even pay for a school building because high yeah. people, even schools with school buildings are like, hey, why, do we even have a, why do we even have a building right now, right? Yeah. I think in this, in, in our next normal, 
Yeah. I think yep. we're gonna we're gonna see a majority of education being delivered through online formats. Yeah. So Karth, I think this is the perfect opportunity for you as totally. a product manager. Oh, you know, yeah. just create a create a website, create some create a Slack community and just start having people come in and educate them on Dude. product management, whatever it is. Like One you student. like Who what cares? does the MVP look like, Karth? Yeah. What does the MVP look like? And then iterate from there. So shout out to Karth with that lovely, lovely, love that lovely comment. Yeah, love that. Lizzie's saying true statement. Tim works all the time. <laughs> sure, man. Tim is Tim is hustling. Literally, I am always. Well, I'm not always working. I'm uh, I'm, I'm mindfully working. Always working. But <laughs> I mindfully work. But more importantly, I work around my schedule. But we love it. And my creators, like, like I think. And here's the thing, because a lot of people try to like bash people who work hard but also yeah. have fun. Don't yeah. bash people who work hard and have fun. People who are working hard and having fun are fulfilled in the work that they're doing. Yeah. That's it. And I don't I don't overwork myself. And if I ever feel like I'm overworking myself, I go back to my meditative state. Yeah. I find time to create relief and self-care. Take you are in control of how hard you work, mm -hmm. how hard you don't work, and more mm -hmm. importantly, how you create that harmony within your life. So oh, don't yeah. bash people who love to work hard and are fulfilled in the work that they're doing. Yeah. Find out the best creative time and balance for you because every single person is different. So that's that's something that I always encourage people to do. And shout out to Lizzie who works incredibly hard and in all of the great great work that she's doing. Check her out on LinkedIn. And thank you so much, Lizzie, for that amazing statement. Kimberly is saying, what are you doing with your time? I am working on being the best me to serve others. Kimberly is amazing. And she's someone that's also a part of our Break Into Big Tech course thank yeah. you so much kimberly you, you know yeah. what are you doing with your time right i yeah. think that's a great question yeah. for us to leave the audience with today right yeah. yeah what are you doing with your time john what are you doing with your time man do, do you guys want to know a little secret you guys want to know a little secret what i do with my time <laughs> What's secret, so so um <laughs> so during work meetings i actually will do my workouts i do so like <laughs> I have uh, so I have my I'll, I'll literally have this headset on and I put myself on me and I actually I'll, I'll be doing push-ups and squats and everything because like because if I'm not needed in the meeting I I look at every efficiency I'm like okay all right I'm like all right I got I got, I got 30 minutes total idle time while everybody's just chatting away and this is totally meaningless conversation for me I'm gonna work out <laughs> But that's how that's how I literally like that's my philosophy for life, man. I literally look at everything as an efficiency. It's either a time waster, a time drain. I'm like, okay, so this is totally pointless. I'm yeah. gonna work on this other thing in the side. Or yeah. I have two hours. What am I gonna get done? Yeah, dude, I freaking love you, John. That is amazing. <laughs> so shout out to John who works out during meetings. This is the next normal it's for next everyone that's a remote <laughs> worker. So Perinita say suggestions on how to create a personal brand. Perinita, that's a lovely comment. It you is, can find is. out more about that in our Break Into Big Tech course. Check yeah. out breakintobigtech.com. Yeah. We truly actually support you in that, whether yeah, you're really. technical or you're non-technical professional. Yeah. I love that question, Perinita. Thank you for showing this and, love. And, and Perinita, it's very it's it's a, it's simple as there's just a couple little things. Personal story, your top personal story that you have that's either been painful or 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 positive right whatever has affected you the most in your life right you just kind of square away on one most people kind of think of that off the top of their head you connect that personal story to your key strengths 
right? One or two key strengths. What do you what do you love doing? What are you energized by? Right. And then it's a simple framework. You have your problem statement that is attached to your 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 uh, personal story. Most people go through life doing this and this and this. I'm on a mission to solve it. How are you on a mission to solve it? Right. How can you help? Right. And what's the result? Right. Mm. So it's a problem statement. So most people are going through things that I went through when I was struggling. I'm on a mission to solve that. So that something happens. What's the end result? Right. Yep, yep, that's yep. that's the bottom line. Yep. And lastly, consistency. Consist- a big yeah. part of <laughs> personal branding is consistency. And that's the part that people often forget. Oh man. That you have to bring it every single day bring it. if you want to really cultivate a, a positive personal brand, but yeah. also make sure that you're top of mind when it comes to opportunities. Absolutely. So shout out to, to you for asking that question, Perinita. You are a phenomenal woman who is going to do phenomenal things with her personal brand in the future. We believe in you. So shout out to Elam who's saying, aha, I love that, John. You're making the best of everything and every moment you have. <laughs> Try, man. Try. Eric says, have you guys launched a second round of your course already? Eric, we're about to, man. That's a great question, man. <laughs> May 6th. May 6th. May 6th, we're launching it. And, you know, we, we only have a few more slots available. Yep. So make sure you go to breakintobigtech.com yeah. to be Small cohort. a part a- of our next cohort. Yeah. Uh oh, did Tim lose? Did did Tim? Did I think Tim bro- dropped off? Well, I have no idea who's commenting. We'll see if he joins back. But what he was saying was, be sure to break into, be sure to check out Breaking the Big Tech. Uh, let's see, he's back. He's coming back. You Whoa. back? Whoa, so I, bro, you're back. My, my camera just like stopped. I was like, what in the world is going on? I was like, what do I do without my co-host? <laughs> Dude, my setup just messed up. That was yeah. weird. No, you're back. You're back. But you can hear me though, right? Yeah, no, we hear you, man. So yeah, you you were just saying you were just uh, saying breaking into big tech. Uh, be sure to check it out. That was it, man. So make sure be sure to check out breakintobigtech.com. Yeah. Also, our man says you got to write about avoiding losing time and do something productive when some free time pops up. Shout out to Andrea. Totally, man. Andrea was like, uh oh, when I broke off. Yeah. And Jane was saying, wow, I have learned a lot and I think it's now becoming clearer. Thank you both for this. Thank you, Jane, for tuning in. Yeah, thank you, Jane. The I think the question that we want to leave you all with today is what are you doing with your time? Yeah. I, I think that's a powerful question. What are you doing with your time? I know what John and I are doing with my with our time. We got a book coming uh, I out. Know, I, I know what I'm doing with my time. What are you yeah. doing with your time? Right. Yeah. And I think it's a powerful question for you to ask. And I think lastly, John, let's summarize our why framework once again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the very first thing, the very first thing is kind of disrupting, thinking through societal norms, right? Like what is what is really success to you? Like being consciously aware of what success and what happiness is to you and recognizing that it is truly different for everybody. And then also recognizing that positive psychologists and ancient um, societies have viewed um, those concepts like what is the good life uh through the lens of using your strengths towards helping others and so if you can kind of combine those things and say okay cool so that's the actual framework for that then the next thing is digging into your personal story and understanding like where have i struggled where have i persevered and how can i apply that perseverance the things i've learned towards other people that could be through a company that you work for that could be through um, through an entrepreneurial venture. 
Um, so essentially, it's attaching the uh, the problem statement, kind of like taking the problem statement and extrapolating it out to a general statement, right? Like I've had this problem, and then you extrapolate it out as most people go through this, right? Or people like me have gone through this. I'm on a mission to solve it, yeah. right? That's gonna be mission. I'm on a mission to solve it so that they over you know uh, uh you know overcome that 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 struggle that problem as well and it ultimately all has to be funneled through the lens of how does it help people with the most passionate thing that i would have that i mm. could give back that has nothing to do with money at all mm. right cuz everything is funneled through that lens if it has nothing to do with money at, at all, then you're going to find the authentic thing for you. And interestingly, the authentic thing for you, as much as we try to suppress it in corporate America with resume bullet points, the authentic thing for you is the thing that is actually going to truly make you fulfilled because mm. everything comes down to one word, which is meaning. What brings you the most meaning? So I think that's a key takeaway of this thing. Not happiness as a word, not success as a word, but meaning. And meaning is attached to story, personal story. I love it. Meaning is attached to personal story. Make sure that you write that down. And yeah. most importantly, what we want you to do after this live podcast is ask yourself, what are you doing with your time? Yeah. Because if you're doing with your time something that's meaningful and is leading to fulfillment, you will cherish every single moment that you have, mm. and it won't feel as if you're wasting your time. Not at all. At all. With that said, thank y'all so much for tuning in for another episode of Unleashing the Future of Work, <laughs> a guide podcast with your boy Tim Salau and my lovely on and on and off on on and off and on and off and off and on and guest John Marty. Make sure you check him out on LinkedIn and make sure you reach out to us if you're interested in being a part of our Break into Big Tech cohort, which is coming up next. Check out breakintobigtech.com. Shout out to our boy Sad. Sad. Oh, Sad. What's up, man? What's up? Sad. What's up? Why did I say sad? It's sad. 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 <laughs> Shout out to our boy Sad, who is saying we're always adding deep value. You're awesome, Sad. Appreciate you, brother. And more importantly, if you're interested in being a guest or sponsoring the Unleashing the Future of Work live online podcast, go to utfow.com. Utfow.com. If you're interested in being a guest and sponsor, we are we have episodes every weekday around 12 to 12:50 p.m. Every weekday, 12 to 12:50 p.m. Make sure that you check out utfow.com if you want to be a guest or sponsor. Yeah. Much love to you all in our Unleashing the Future of Work community. Shout out to Renee, shout out to Saad, shout out to Rahul, shout out to everyone who commented and showed us love today in this podcast episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and be sure to find your purpose, determine your why and ask yourself, what are you doing with your time? All right, y'all. Peace. Love you guys. We'll see you.